The following podcast is a live recording of a radio show first broadcast by Fresh FM with assistance from New Zealand On Air. Fresh FM is a community access media station based in Te Tauihu, the top of the South Island, New Zealand. If you or your group would like to know more about how you can have a program on our station, please contact us. Visit our website, freshfm.net, for our contact details. Kia ora friends, I'm Joanna Santa Barbara of Motueka bringing you an eco postcard. Each week I send you a small snapshot of a few things going on in our world concerning the health of our beautiful planet. Sometimes it's good news, sometimes it's bad. And I think the opportunity to participate as a citizen in policy making on climate change is good news and that's where I want to start today. Uh, at last, after 20 years of talking about it, uh, New Zealand has a draft policy for pricing agricultural emissions uh, with a view to d- decreasing agricultural emissions, which are um, methane, nitrous oxide, uh, and uh, carbon dioxide. So the uh, consultation from the government is available and you can have a look at it online if you if you google pricing agricultural emissions consultation i've just finished a, a a draft for the nelson tasman climate forum and if you happen to be a member of that organization you will have it in your inbox now but anyone uh, is invited to submit and the ministry for the environment is still Uh, holding webinars on the subject so that you can inform yourself of the matter. Much encouraged. Okay, on to other things. Wildlife populations, it has recently been pointed out, have plunged by an average of 69% between 1970 and 2018. That is a a truly disastrous statement and um, should cause us all to be uh, desperately disturbed about it. The abundance of mammals, birds, fish, reptiles and insects is fading fast, driven by human behaviour. The British journalist George Monbiot says the collapse of Earth systems on which we and all the living wonders with which we share the planet depend is happening. And it's happening in front of our eyes and it should dominate the news everywhere, every day. It's at its worst in Latin America and the Caribbean where populations are plunging have plunged by 94% and next worst is Africa, 66%. You may have seen the figures showing the the extraordinary displacement of wildlife by humans and human domestic animals. It's something like 95-96% of mammalian biomass is humans and their domestic animals, leaving something like 4% for the rest of the wild animals in the world um, as we have eaten up their habitat poisoned their remaining habitat with our pollution, um, killed and fished them out of existence. Um, it, is, it is truly an appalling 
um, blight on on our species that this has happened and we need to act on it very soon acting on it soon is very relevant as another COP COP stands for Council of Parties and we have been talking about the one on climate change about to start uh, in Egypt but there's another Council of Parties on Biodiversity, uh, which will be held in Montreal, Canada, um, and that, that one is starting in December. I'll say a bit more about that next week. Um, but in the meantime, it, it's just something we should bear in our minds as we move through our lives that we are doing really dreadful things to the rest of the species on the planet. Okay, on to um, a morsel of good news, <laughs> uh, and that is that globally there are signs of progress on food waste. In London, they have dispensed with expiry dates on fresh produce in grocery stores, uh, which means a whole lot less stuff thrown out. Uh, in California and France, there are now regulations that demand giving away unsold food. <clears throat> um, the uh, waste levels in South Korea uh, of, of um, uh, food, food waste from, from supermarkets has plunged substantially under the application of regulations. So, uh, this is quite this is quite important you you may not may not immediately see how much um, food is is wasted as as a major issue uh, it is about a third of what's produced uh, which which uh, is fairly shocking um, but apart from the sheer waste of it. Um, there's also the fact that it's a very prominent cause of greenhouse gas emissions. It's quite important. Okay, another piece of sort of good news. Um, globally, new coal projects are becoming almost uninsurable outside China, which is still insuring them, uh, but most insurance companies are declining um, insurance. Um, that is perhaps not, not entirely most, 39% of the primary insurance market uh, will refuse coal projects, 62% of reinsurance uh, excludes coal. And there's also significant shift away from insuring oil and gas. This is good, but it, it uh, has not curbed the fact that there is still expansion in exploration and opening new fossil fuel fields uh, which which is not okay um, it's been um, agreed by pretty much all analysts that if we are to make our aspiration to stay under two degrees or better under 1.5 we may not begin any new fossil fuel fields okay 
um, <laughs> back back to back to a bit of good news. I think um, you'll be aware if you read, uh, listen to, or watch the news that groups concerned about climate change um, in or, all over the world have been using non-violent direct action to draw attention to this. They've been blocking traffic, gluing themselves onto buildings and shop windows and statues and pieces of art and machinery. They've been throwing soup on paintings that have glass frames and glass, glass coverings without violently destroying anything but making it look pretty dreadful. Uh, and the, the question's been asked, uh, how, how does the public actually react to this? And I've certainly heard it said that, oh, they're putting people off and just making people annoyed. Uh, it's counterproductive. Well, a survey in the UK has shown that 66% of people support this. I, I find that amazing. Two-thirds of people agree that that the issue warrants um, drastic nonviolent action. Uh, alongside this, however, in, and we're speaking of the UK here, uh, the govern that government is bringing in anti-protest laws. Okay, bit of bad news. Uh, climate change is causing fungal diseases to increase their range uh, and uh, also they're increasing their resistance against common treatments. This is particularly uh, lung diseases like aspergillosis. Uh, it's, it, you, you may not feel familiar with this arena of diseases, but it's actually a serious burden of disease and death globally, and climate change is making it worse. Okay, folks, that will be it for today. I'm Joanna Santa Barbara, and this has been an Eco Postcard. Eco Postcards airs Monday afternoons, 3.30 p.m., and Saturday mornings, <clears throat> 9.50 a.m. Till next week, bye for now. The podcast you just listened to was a live recording of a radio show, first broadcast on Fresh FM, the Top of the South's community access media station with support from New Zealand On Air. The funding of Access Media makes these podcasts possible. To find similar programs by other community access media stations, go online to accessmedia.nz.